The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the second half of the Patricia Raskin Show. And now we're moving on to talk about a very interesting novel. Um, Kind of based, I mean, there's some truth around this. It's called The Museum Heist. And it's the art, the tale of art and obsession. And... We had the Garden Museum heist years ago, and it's still an unsolved mystery to this day. And our author, Camille Nasser, is a Boston writer who spun a wonderful tale around this and turned something negative into positive. But it is based on the real-life robbery of the famed Garden Museum. It's a fast-paced whodunit filled with a lot of intrigue. And uh, author Camille Nasser has created a wonderfully satisfying mystery for anyone who's interested in historical fiction. And it does take you on quite a ride. And Camille is, as I said, is a Boston writer. He's an international adventure cyclist, tango dancer, spiritual seeker, and patron of the arts and music. And his books on travel and study of the Middle East terrorism have been published in several formats and languages. Welcome, Camille. Oh, so good All to be right. on your show. Thank you. All right, so tell us about why you wanted to write this. You know, why, I mean, obviously you had to know everything about the mystery and what really happened with the robbery, but why did you decide to write this novel? Uh, because it was uh, an unsolved mystery, and it was such a tragedy. It happened 25 years ago when some uh, priceless pieces of art were stolen from the museum, uh, the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum, and um, they, uh, they've never been returned. There's a $5 million reward for them. And it was such a, a heartache for, um, for the city of Boston, for the whole country, for people who love art, that these pieces, may, they're probably lost. And I thought, well, you know, we could make something happy out of this. And I thought I could write a happy book. And my book is um, positive. It's upbeat. Uh, it features a kind of a Colombo type of investigator, um, a classical scholar. So we get to talk about art. We get to talk about one of my favorite subjects, classical Greek, Greece. And um, just to make it a, uh, to, to make this bad tale into something that can uh, be more lighthearted and instead of focusing on the crime gangs and the syndicates who might have been involved. So that's what I wanted to do by writing a novel. And the, the thing about writing a novel is that you can transpose 
uh, you can make up a story and transpose negativity into positivity. Mm. How have you done that? I mean, we don't want to give it away either, you know, but how would you say you've done that in this book? Well, I've, I, in fiction, I solved the crime. And uh, that's, a, that's a kind of a positive thing. Uh, people uh, end up happy. Uh, it's a, uh, uh, a solution uh, where this, this classical scholar had been in jail for art forgery. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that happened in 1903 was Isabella Stewart Gardner opened her house to the public. It was her house, and she, she did a wonderful thing for all of us. And my protagonist wants to do the same. He wants to open a museum about Pythagoras, which is his uh, favorite person. And so it's this giving to the community, which, uh, which is very inspirational, and which uh, I wanted to talk about. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Now, you uh, state in the novel that 80% of museum thefts are inside jobs. Right. Um, did, did forensic investigations indicate any inside link to the heist? Well, there was one person uh, who, who let the... There were two fake policemen who entered, um, and they were unauthorized entrants late at night. Uh, and they, uh, the police have always had the person who, who let them in uh, on their radar. Um, I, it doesn't seem he's certainly not profited from, from the heist. Uh, nothing. Uh, it doesn't seem that he was part of it. Uh, but uh, it's still an unsolved crime. Uh, uh, two and a half years ago, the FBI said... Uh, that they thought that they had solved, they were 99% sure that they had solved the crime. Uh, someone that close to the investigation told me personally, it was just a matter of a few months and they would bring the paintings back. That hasn't happened. Uh, they, were, they were wrong about that. And, and the crime remains unsolved. And, and there's $5 million reward. Uh, so these paintings, are, if they were taken to Christie's and, and sold on the auction market would probably get $500 million. So this makes wow. it the biggest crime of any, <laughs> of any crime. So they're, uh, they're worth all this money, $500 million, but really you can't do anything else with them if you're the thief except return them to the museum for the reward. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, so they're somewhere. Can't, can't so they're yeah, somewhere. They're, yeah. Amazing. So, uh, now, you talk in the book about Pythagoras. Explain the yeah. allure. You have a big, you know, talk about that. Oh, I, I love Pythagoras. He was um, the person who uh, was the first person to have musical theory. In a sense, he was kind of like the first scientist. We don't know really that much about him. We know about the community he started in southern Italy and uh, it, it seemed to be uh, a very progressive community, uh, science-orientated. Uh, the numbers were very big to them. And so uh, it was, a, a, you know, by our standards that we know today about science, they, they had a lot of things wrong, but they tried to find out. And uh, so much of the f following uh, philosophers, uh, Plato, Socrates, Aristotle, uh, were based on uh, the Pythagoras. And there, there's even 
someone in the Pythagorean school that uh, observed that the, the sun was the center of our solar system and the planets went around it. And so they were very progressive in their, in their way. And they, um, uh, I equate, uh, in the novel, I equate it a lot to, to Buddha, who lived about the same time. And they, uh, Pythagoreans, they observed periods of silence. Um, they had uh, a dignity about them. Uh, they, uh, they sought spiritual and uh, musical advancement and advancement in the arts. So I thought that they were really very avant-garde in their, in their time. Mm. Now, how much yeah. research did you need to do to become so conversant in this crime? In the crime? Well, I, I don't know. Um, uh, there's not that much about the crime itself in the novel, but I do know a lot about it because uh, I'm uh, just because I was very interested in it. I know every, every crime gang <laughs> that, that was implicated in it. Oh, they were, everybody went from, from the Corsican mob to, to Canada, to Mexico, to Japan, to um, the IRA. There was every theory possible. And uh, I looked at them all and they all seemed to be uh, not true. They seem to be just a couple of thugs who pull this off, I think. And the FBI uh, believes that they're dead, long dead, and uh, their secrets are, <laughs> are no more uh, around for us to, to understand. Mm. There's one theory, though, that, um, that the, the heist was pulled off be- to get somebody out of jail as a bargaining mm. chip to get somebody out of jail. That probably, that might be a, a true reason, but still nobody knows what's happened to the paintings. Mm, fascinating. Do you think they will? What's your take on that? Do you think they'll, do you think it'll come up or no? Well, um, there's some bad precedents for this. There was um, an art theft in, in, 19, in 2012 in Rotterdam and the mother of one of the suspects, it appears, destroyed the art in order to save her son from going to jail. Um, she burned the art in her stove. And this art in- included a Picasso, a, a Monet water lily, uh, um, a, um, uh, other things, uh, um, uh, Matisse, I think. And uh, it was valued over $50 million. Um, there were other incidences where people uh, destroyed the art in order not to get uh, prosecuted. Um, this might have happened in the Gardner. We don't know. Um, I, I think if it hasn't been solved by now, as I say, you can't do anything with the paintings except return them. It doesn't seem that you could do anything except what I did, which was write a, write a, a, a novel and solve the crime. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now, are any of the characters in this novel based on real people? No, no. I, I really went out of my way not to not to implicate any real people. It's just completely fantasy on my part. <clears throat> but but having said that, there's a lot about art itself and about uh, as I said about classical Greece 
and about Boston, which is a city I love, and a lot of people know Boston, and so there's, uh, you'll find uh, the, the public garden and the, the Boston Common and, and uh, Back Bay, and uh, it kind of takes your tour of Boston. Wonderful. All right, we're going to yeah. take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about The Art of the Steel, and that's the name of the book. The book is, well, the book is The Museum Heist. A Tale of Art and Obsession. But we're also going to talk to Camille about his own, his own incredible life. Um, he, his tenure, 40,000-mile bicycle trip around the world, I mean, really keeps the action moving in this museum heist. But we want to talk about some of the things that he's done in his own life, um, particularly in sports and in exercise and in biking. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back with Camille Nasser. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and welcome back welcome back to the patricia raskin show have a very fascinating gentleman camille nasser his book is the museum heist a Tale of Art and Obsession, and it's actually based on the real-life robbery of the famed Gardner Museum, and it's a fast-paced whodunit, and uh, you certainly can log on. Uh, Camille, let's give the website for the book. Uh, TheMuseumHeist.com. Okay, yeah. TheMuseumHeist.com, great, for those of you who you know, knew about the museum or love these kinds of, um, of mysteries. So, it's a beautiful another- museum, but- Right. Oh, and at the museum, yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things, though, that I, I have to talk about because I'm fascinated is Camille is quite an international adventure cyclist. He's a tango dancer and spiritual teacher and patron of the arts and music. I'm also a patron of the arts and music. <laughs> Not a bicycle oh, around great. the world, though. But I think it's an amazing. The World, world Up Close chronicled your 10-year, 40,000-mile bicycle trip around the world. And that's a book that you wrote. Wow. I mean, that's just yeah. mind-boggling to me. So, so what did you do? Did you get on planes and then go to places and then take the bike all around the countries and oh, then well, get on another plane? How did you do this? <laughs> well, my, the, first, the first trip was I, I was living in Chicago and going to uh, DePaul University there, and I rode across um, to San Francisco, where I grew up, and um, uh, arrived there on my mother's birthday to surprise my mother. So it was um, a long uh, trip. I didn't know what I was doing. I did everything wrong. But I bicycled across uh, about 2,000 miles there, and um, and I was so inspired by that. I said, "What well, do you know? I could go see the world, and I want to see the world." Um, I was born in Lebanon, so uh, but I left there when I was just a very small kid. I don't know anything about it, and um, and then I started taking uh, trips. I took a, a long trip. I went uh, from Chicago. Um, down to, to, across to Washington, D.C., up to Boston, flew over to London, bicycled all over up and down Europe. It was just wonderful. And um, I just was absorbing all the culture, all the people, went into the Middle East, um, uh, and then uh, flew across. There was a war b- between Iran and Iraq, so you couldn't really go through that area. Flew across to uh, India, and I had studied a lot of um, Indian spirituality. Every mm. guru that came, <laughs> I used to listen to him. And, but it was a completely different experience to actually be in India. I spent, um, oh, I spent a couple of months in India. First, I went south, and then I went north, and and then I did other trips. I went uh, down um, Mexico, from Mexico City. I went all the way down to uh, Rio de Janeiro uh, by bicycle across the Andes. Uh, it, was, it was very tiring. It was very uh, stressful, of course. There were good days and bad days, but it was such a wonderful journey. And then I went in Africa, and in Africa it's very difficult. Um, in some of the rural areas there's no food, there's no good water. It's, it's really difficult. So, so, and, I want to ask uh, you this, Camille. I want to yeah. ask you this. You know, when you think about that trip, I mean, you went around the world. What, what was the main teaching for you from that? I mean, was there like one thing that stood out for you about the world, about humanity from seeing all of this? Yeah, uh, there were many things. I think the one thing was the commonness of our, of our experience. We we live in different cultures, yet we have something in common, mm. um, a smile, a, um, a handshake, a head wave. Uh, we have something that's very uh, similar between us. And um, actually, one of the other things that struck me was when I went into many of these uh, poor countries, uh, they had very negative ideas about the United States. Or, um, or very false ideas about the United States. Now, I think one of the reasons was 
the the United States seems to export their worst films to these places. You know, people with uh, guns blowing each other up and stuff. And uh, so they have very. Uh, so I found myself being like an ambassador for my country. Mm. I found myself telling people, and then um, that inspired me this year. Just this uh, this last year, I started a foundation called the Curiosity Foundation to um, enable other people to go to foreign countries to give grants. We haven't given any grants yet. It just started, uh, but I'm, I'm accumulating money now. It's really just my money, and I'm a very modest um, uh, means person. But uh, to, to give that money to, in order to uh, have some degree of tolerance between cultures, which God knows we really need now, especially after the the attacks in Paris and the attacks on us and so on. Um, it's a very modest goal, but it's what I can do, and I and I want to do it. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that very, that's really special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to help other people. What uh, Talk a little bit about, to your appreciation of the arts, because that ties into the book as well, and how important yeah. the arts are for us. Oh, the, uh, yeah. We don't rem- we don't remember uh, the economy of the Greeks or uh, so much as we remember their art. We don't remember the Renaissance except for their art. Uh, that's something that stays uh, when we when archaeologists pick up um, I- items. They're picking up vases, and uh, they they tell us about about their culture. Our art tells us about our culture. It's very, uh, it's something that, that keeps, keeps going, that, that doesn't have a, an ending to it. Um, and so I wanted to create uh, a series based in Boston on the arts. My next book is going to be about music, classical music. And, mm. um, and, uh, so I wanted to uh, to create something that is uh, more, like say, eternal. I'm not, not trying to be pompous, but something that is uh, more substantial than uh, a frilly whodunit book. Mm. Mm. I hope. What, I will, what will be the, the what will be the focal point of this book? Oh, the which new one? one? The, oh, the new one. Oh, that will come out in a few months. Uh, it'll be another heist book because um, uh, I like to read murder mysteries, but I, I, I wouldn't write about uh, killing or violence or guns and, and so on. A friend of mine's um, father was murdered, and it really destroyed that family's life. So mm-hmm. I would be very um, judicious about trying to uh, write a book about murder. Mm-hmm. All right, what would you like to leave our listeners with? I mean, there's so many messages, but from your book and your work and your international travels, what would be your message to our listeners today? Well, my, well I guess first message is um, to support the arts and to go to, to go to the wonderful museums that we have. We have uh, excellent museums, of course, in Boston. The Gardner Museum doesn't change. The uh, uh, Museum of Fine Arts does have different collections. In fact, right now, there's an uh, exhibition of Vermeer and Rembrandt. Those are the two big pieces of uh, art that were stolen from the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I guess I want to uh, preach tolerance. I want to try to preach uh, understanding between, uh, between cultures mm-hmm. and uh, to bridge the gaps between our countries. And, mm-hmm. and um, I know it's a simplistic message, but I think we can do that. Thank you so much for being on the program. The book is The Museum Heist, A Tale of Art and Obsession. The mu- and you can go on to themuseumheist.com. You can also go to the world up, worldupclose.org, and that was the other book about cycling around the world. Um, uh, thank you so much, Camille. Really appreciate you being on the program. Um, so It's so good to be with, uh, with you. Thank you. Stay, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up uh, this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Until then, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 